Welcome to the Purpose Driven Executive Podcast, where we help you go from making your work your life to making your life work. We share true stories, interviews, and experiences that will help you, the hero, in your quest for passion and purpose. Higher purpose, higher productivity. This is the Purpose Driven Executive Podcast. People of purpose, I have brought onto the show someone I have been tracking down like the Yeti. Over the years, I have, this, this guy has been on crazy journeys and we've almost intersected in person, but uh, I have captured him and brought him here live for you to be able to observe and to see just the coolness of his life. It is the one and only Daniel Threlfall. Uh, you, need to, you need to look him up on Instagram, what him and his family are doing. Check him out on LinkedIn. He does some really cool things there. And I'm just going to bring him to the show. Daniel, welcome in, man. Thrilled, Donnie. It's been too long in coming. And I hope as you've been tracking me down like the Yeti, I hope I don't come across as the Yeti. I, I want to be more gentle and empathetic than said Yeti. But that being said, I'm really <laughs> glad we have a chance to get together finally at long last instead of just messaging on Instagram, which is cool. Yeah. And it's, and it's interesting, by the way, before we even um, dig in, um, I, I, I couldn't imagine doing online dating, but look at me. I found a friend on Instagram. Like this is how this whole thing happened. I don't know. Like, I don't remember the evolution of it. Just like, 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 and, and, um, I think you were in a place where we were going to go to or something of that nature. And, um, I digress, Daniel, I am really, really curious, man, just of the cool life that you get to live. It's one that you've chosen. And I'm hoping that you can just, um, before you tell us what you do, Tell us who you are, man. Who, who is the masked man? What's your secret identity? The so, first thing that comes to mind when somebody asks me, who are you? I want, I'm tempted to dive into what I do. Like, oh, content marketing. But I need to step back and be like, okay, where, do I, where is my head most of the time? Where is my heart leading me? And that comes right down to my family. I have four kids. I'm married, happily married to Karen. And that is who I am. I'm a dad. I'm a husband. I'm... Um, trying to lead my family with integrity and with purpose. And that kind of gets to the core of who I am. Yes. That my friend is why we're talking and um, you know, and, and I'm, and I'm watching, it's funny because if, if anyone were to follow you, it's almost, it's kind of hard to actually perceive what it is that you do. And, um, and so I'm, I, I do want to hear that in a moment, but it, it, it's interesting, Daniel, we walk into a party or you meet someone and usually within that one minute, right, that one minute mark of, uh, of meeting someone, they're asking you or you're asking them, what? What do you do? What do you do? And, and you know, what I, what I would love, uh, you, you, like, I think, that, I think the response that I would love to hear from you if I'm at a party is, uh, like, not like what your occupation is, which is kind of a, that's a dirty word with me, occupation. But what is like, what is your, what, like, what are the things you do with your life? Like, how are you spending your days and doing this thing as a husband and as a, and, and a part of that is travel. Can you share with us a little bit about like, um, like, what do you do and, and, and why do you do it in terms of, because you guys go all over the world. Sure. So one of the things that when, when I, I, I'm 
naturally an introspective person. I think a lot internally. I have this internal dialogue going all the time. I can never shut it off. And maybe that's an annoying thing sometimes, but it can also be helpful, I think. And I have a list of values, right, that I keep for myself personally. And whether that's pedantic or not, I don't know, but it helps kind of guide me. And a couple of those values are adventure, right? And another value is curiosity. And another value is compassion. And part of carrying out those values and living them forward requires me to travel. And a little bit about my backstory, I was born in South Korea. Um, my passport country, though, is the United States. So I'm a United States citizen, but I spent many years growing up in um, East Asia. And I spent some time living very close in close proximity to Canada, where we were going across the border all the time. And, and then in my later growing up years, I had the opportunity to go to um, several countries in the continent of Africa, Madagascar, Kenya, and uh, some other countries there. And those experiences, more than years of book learning and college education transformed me, I think on a very fundamental level. And seeing the benefit that they provided to me, I wanted to do the same for my family and my children. And realizing, of course, that not everybody has that opportunity or the ability to just pick up and go to another country. Um, but since we are that opportunity has been afforded to us, I want to take full advantage of that. And my, my kids now, ages 11, 9, 7, and 4, have seen a lot of the world and have gained experiences that would be inaccessible had we not taken the effort and energy and expenditure to go and see and experience those things. So travel is sort of at the core of my identity, and I want to gift that to my family as well. Adventure, curiosity, and compassion. Dude, that's so, that's, that's so intriguing. Like that to me, like if you tell me I do content marketing, I'm like, oh, okay. Like I've seen a thousand of you, right? right? Exactly. You're the same as every, but when you tell me like, yeah, I mean, like, what do you do? Like, well, I mean, I just live a life of adventure, curiosity, and compassion. I'm like, tell me more. Cause I think that like, like everyone wants more of that. How did like, like, was it, was, were the roots, were the seeds in the, uh, in, in the early, early growth years? Was it because you, um, obviously you're Korean. I knew that just from, um, looking at you, but it was, was it, is it, is it the, the, the hopscotch that your family played as a, as when you were growing up that planted that for you or, and how'd you get your wife on board? Sure. I, this I don't, isn't I don't normal. This, yeah. This, this is not a question of, um, how'd you get your wife on board, but it was a synchronicity. I mean, she, even more than I has the travel bug and desires to see the world. And I think there's, it's rare that, that two people in a marriage relationship would be like, let's both go see the world, especially at the velocity that we've done it. Um, but there we are doing it together. And I don't know where that was, where the inspiration um, was for me, but I know that it has, it's ebbed and flowed over the years. And probably the fact that I did grow up in a country outside of my passport country did have something to do with it. In the literature, they call us third culture, third culture kids, TCKs, right? Somebody who grows up in a context that is not their actual nationality. Mm. And the lines are blurred and the cultural, there's a lot of cultural overlap, things that you learn that are very different from another context that you might find yourself in. And those cultural differences and those questions of identity and purpose and worldview fascinate me and um, fascinates my wife as well. And so both of us have, have embraced this adventure together. And of course, it's, it's not a life of constant travel. I don't want you to get the idea that we're always on the road. There are full-time traveling families. We might be there someday, 
But for right now, we're taking a hiatus in the United States to build businesses and sort of recollect. I, I love that. Actually, we're doing the same. Um, after two and a half years of uh, of the constant, you know, it wasn't, we weren't always moving, but every other, about every two or three months, we'd, we'd move into a different place. And um, it's it's interesting that it's it's actually, a, it's, it's the, you get used to one pattern and it's it's sometimes hard to um, to slow down. I'm curious, you said you come back, like right now you're back, like you're in South Carolina? Correct. What are you, like, what is it that you are, that you're building, like what business have you built that allows you to do this financially? Sure. So it's all about, for me and my particular niche, it's all about marketing, content marketing, which is digital marketing. And that's line, right? So thank you, internet, for allowing me to have a sustainable business <laughs> that I can run right in front of me with my computer, my 15 inch MacBook Pro. So that's, that's a huge part of it. Another component is that we have, my wife and I do real estate investing. And so we have carefully and um, systematically invested in real estate here in the upstate of South Carolina uh, to generate cash flow through rental properties and short-term rentals as well. And so, and it sounds like what, what I'm hearing you say is that this is like, hey, this is great. I'm good at it. We figured it out. But really, this is to support, again, I'm going back to that adventure, curiosity, and, and compassion. Like, this is like, this is an enabler, not necessarily the finish line or, or, or the, the goal or the denouement. Like, this isn't, am I hearing you right? Yes, I would say that's exactly right. And travel is on our agenda. That's what we're going to do, right? As soon as we get into a position where we feel confident about the business, where the business is, we're going to just uproot again and go. That's so cool. Hey, thanks for being someone who is on this journey of purpose with me. And I am with you, my friend, and I've got something for you. Have you ever been moving towards purpose and sometimes it just looks like a big mess? Sure you have. We all have. And the reality is, is we're usually not going to get to a destination unless we have a roadmap. And that's exactly what I've created if you will go to PurposeDrivenExecutive.com, you can get it for free. And this is the culmination of all of my studies, all of my coaching, all of even my own personal living. And I've created a very visual, very easy way for you to map out your purpose. This is for you. This is for people you're leading. This is for your family. Go on over right now, PurposeDrivenExecutive.com and get your free map of purpose well let me let me we've gotten i think a little bit of uh who it is that is um uh the mysterious i think you're not a yeti i think we've discovered that uh, no disappointment there but um who, who like when when you've come to this place and again like it's not like you've arrived anywhere you're like you're you're just in the middle of your journey but um who who would you say has helped you the most in terms of playing a role in coming out from, I guess, uh, Daniel, like I, I just see like masses and droves are going one way almost mindlessly. And it's almost a way that was uh, like, they didn't even, it wasn't even, there was no forethought in, in, in where they go. And I, and I just, it's almost like I see like a, a, a society of sleepers, right? Mm -hmm. And we're just, we're just walking without thinking. We're maybe daydreaming a little bit, but not really thinking certain things are, you know, within our reach. Who came along and sparked you? 
who called you to this adventure? So there's, it's, there's no simple answer to that question, although the question is brilliant, insightful, and simple in its nature. But I would have to say that the person who has been most instrumental in shaping me into who I am is my spouse, Karen, okay? She's, we, we, um, she has this insane amount of drive and purpose and passion and her own personal success. And in many ways, she's served as my business coach and my life coach. And we've had this rare synchronicity where we've been able to understand each other. We've changed and evolved as people sort of in the same progression. And she has been so helpful to me. She's been a supporter to me while at the same time um, creating her own businesses and, and generating her own amazing ideas in the business world. I have a lot of respect for her, a lot of admiration. And I think our close friendship and partnership has been outstanding in shaping me who I, who I am. She has pushed me in, in positive and amazing ways. So that is the first human being that comes to mind. Um, secondly, I'm going to take a whole corpus of people, right? It's, it's authors and people who have more insight, more brilliance, and uh, more intelligence than I could ever hope to have, who have written books, thankfully, to distill some of that wisdom into written form. And I read like it's like you would not believe. I read all the time. Everywhere I go, I'm constantly reading primarily audiobooks, and that's been an amazing source of insight. I mean, when you have a person who's influential and who has leadership capabilities and who has success, however you define it, and they write all that stuff down in a book, you would be insane not to buy that book for $14.99 or whatever it is, absorb the contents of that book and live it out. And when you could do that time and time and time again, wow, you're just stacking on knowledge and ability and progress. And it's just been amazing. So if I had to pick a person, I would say, I want to pick all the authors who I've ever read, both negative and positive. <laughs> that is phenomenal. And, I, and um, this kind of leads me to two questions. I, 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 for me, by the way, Daniel, I would say my, my best supporter, cheerleader, and business partner who has never co – like I do um, uh, executive coaching. Um, this person has never coached. Well, let me take it back. She, it's, she's coached the heck out of me, right? And in our kids. But I, my wife, most amazing business partner, most amazing, you know, visionary and dreamer and a sister and all of these things. Um, I, I can't imagine that. So here's, here's I'm going to, I want to get inside your um, head for a minute or, you know, just like your, your directives, your motives. I talk to a lot of people that, um, I mean, they're just, they're just, they're not on the same page or sometimes, you know, like um, the husband wants to do one thing, the wife wants, like there's, the, the, there's this opposition and like, and, and obviously like, I think there's, there's no, um, we're, we're two individuals as much as we are, um, you know, combined super individual. Um, so we all have those moments. Like, how do you, like, how does that communication happen for you? Um, because you, do you plan out your whole year? Like, and I'm, I'm thinking just in terms of travel, do you plan out whole, your whole year? Maybe she wants to do this. You want to do that. I know she's in the middle or did she finish? Did she complete her doctorate program? She's still working on her Harvard degree. Okay. Harvard. So working on her Harvard degree. Um, and so in, in the middle of those things, how, how does like, how does the seesaw work for you guys in terms of directions? Yeah. yeah. It, it, I, um, 
I would just say uh, straight up that I would probably not be the best person to give you marriage advice. I have an amazing spouse and we have an amazing partnership. But at the same time, I think every relationship has its things that you need to work through. And you, you use the seesaw analogy. I would say that's true of pretty much any relationship. And in, in the context of our relationship, I think it's not so much, um, you know, the things that push us forward, but it's the challenges that we face together that sort of define how we interact, how we move, how we progress. And, and without going into, into detail about events in our past, uh, not in terms of our marriage relationship, but outside of that in, in extended family and friends, there have been some really difficult circumstances that have caused us to really um, to rethink our identity, to try to understand who it is we want to be and who it is we do not want to be relationships that need to be severed, relationships that need to be nurtured, and how that influences our path going forward. But the fact that we have walked through some of those valleys together, I think has cemented our, our working relationship, our ability to go through the next challenge together. Not that we're anticipating a life full of challenges, but we sort of cling to the fact that we've gone through some hard times together and we can do it again. I love it. And, and to me, this is, this is the polarizing thing, right? This is the, the thing that brings... Um, it, it puts you in sync with each other. It is, it is those challenges. It's also the laughter that happens in the middle. Take me to the reading, Daniel. You said you read a lot. What do you mean by a lot? Um, I'm an Audible fan as well. Um, define that. What do you read? What are you consuming? Okay, so you, maybe you saw my face light up when you, when you brought up the subject of reading. I am a voracious reader. I know that's so cliche, but I'm, an, I'm addicted to nonfiction, man. I mean, I'll read the occasional fiction piece because everybody else is reading it, you know, a little Grisham here and there. But for the most part, I'm addicted to nonfiction books about history, about psychology, about self-improvement, about business, about money, uh, you name it. It's, it's, it's fascinating to me. So I'm on, and this is again, not to brag because I'm eventually I'm going to tell everybody how this, how this happens almost effortlessly. I'm on book number 67 for the year. I'm on track to hit um, over hundred for the year. My wife is on book maybe 75 or 80 at the time of this speaking halfway through the year. We read like crazy. The tool, the instrument, the vehicle, it's audible. You said it. That's how we get our, our content, but it's also Kindle. I mean, we have with technology, we have so many different ways that we can access information. And it, I mean, here it is, you know, there's your portal to knowledge. And yes, it does require some investment of resources, but you also have something called in my country, the public library. And <laughs> you can get audio resources from the public library without even setting foot in the library, yes. again, using said device. Um, and I'll just give you a little insight into what I'm reading currently, where my mind's at. I'm reading a book um, called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, outstanding author and amazing resource. If you haven't read it, highly recommend it. The Big Leap. Yeah, I guess like, if I were to ask for your short list, what's, what's been the most impactful for you, maybe all time or even or just recently? Mm, there is no short list, Donnie. It's a long list. And I'm not trying to at all evade the question by giving you some real gems, um, I, although The Big Leap is, is a powerful one. Um, it's, it's the combination, I think the accretion of so many books, each building on one another, 
that, that gives you greater insight. And the more, I think the more resources that you tap into, the more, you know, the more connections you make. And it's those knowledge connections, I think that define how we perceive the world and how we understand things and how we navigate relationships and business. And so those, the more connections you make, the more informed you become, but you can't make those connections unless you get information from different sources. So for example, uh, last week I was reading historical fiction about a group of women who were um, uh, sort of involved in the resistance movement in Nazi Germany, okay? But there are aspects in that book, albeit historical fiction built on actual historical events, that influence how I want to behave and interact in business relationships. Who would have thought it? So I love the connections that I'm able to make in my reading as well. If you want a short list though, I can send yeah. that to you. I can, I can give you some, some, some good oh, ones. You're not just gonna rattle them off for us though, huh? <laughs> All right, so we'll have it. We'll have it out there. Certainly. And, and so what I'm hearing is, and so it's almost like you are, um, you're, you're going through volumes of um, data provided by experts. And what it enables you to do is see similarities, almost connect things that um, it's like you're Neo in the matrix. You're, you're, I don't know about that, but yeah, <laughs> connections are important. I think. <laughs> uh, talk to me, talk to me, man, for you. And I, I, if I feel uh, a sense of, I, I, I get where you guys are going on purpose, man. What, um, what about the productivity part? Like how do you stay productive? while you are, whether it's in transition from one place to another, um, coming back to build, like I know for me, it was a challenge, man, going like moving every couple of months because first off, I had to figure out how to sell again. Like I had to recreate everything I was doing. I, I finally did figure it out. But um, yeah, how, how do you do that? Like how, how, do you, how do you stay productive, Daniel? Good question. I, I think if you had asked me that question, you know, five or 10 years ago, I would have said, well, you got to have a to-do list. It's got to be organized according to priority. Maybe you want to use this matrix and whatever. But productivity is not about the tactics anymore for me. Productivity is about a purpose. And if you have a purpose in place, then you can be productive because productivity is only as effective as your purpose is. And it's only as defined as your purpose is. So I think resetting the question and not starting with pro productivity but getting it back to purpose is probably where I'd have to go with that answer. And once, you define, that? once you define your purpose, you're able to just achieve what fulfills that purpose. Okay. And I'm not trying to go all metaphysical or ethereal, but I, I do know that you need to be driven by a cause before you can just get down and start hacking things off that to-do list. Okay. So, so now I'm hearing a, a to-do list that's attached to something that has meaning. Yes, absolutely. I think that's a far more eloquent and succinct way of putting it. So thank you. <laughs> and, and, I've, and I've heard it said one of, um, I can't remember the author, uh, one of my favorite books called The 12 Week Year. Um, oh, that's a, that's a good one. I have like, to say thumbs up to that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I can't remember the author, but he says that when we're, let's just say we're off track, we're not doing the right thing. It's because the reality of our current level of comfort is greater to us. It's, it's more vivid. It's more real than the reality of our vision. And so what you just now described is like having that vision that drives action. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So you have that. How do you take that and translate that into action and activity? Okay. Um, 
again, not to sidestep the question, but there's something that I do on a daily basis that helps guide my activities throughout the day. And this keeps me on track every single day, although there are up days and down days. And that is a morning routine that I have. And I just do it. I just do my morning routine and that aligns me with my purpose and then defines how I'm going to carry out my day. This is just something that works for me. It's not necessarily something that I think everybody should do, but my morning routine is sort of my guiding light. Okay. So Daniel, what's your morning routine? Is this like a how Elrod? Um, like what it's are, similar. Are I mean, Elrod with his Miracle Morning is very inspirational. If you have a chance to read Miracle Morning, read that book, read the 12-week year, and read The Big Leap. There's my short list. We, we, we nailed it. Those three. People of purpose, I have something for you. Go to my website right now, donnytuttle.com, and click on the registration, and I will send you a free mini masterclass on purpose. Listen, we talk about who are you being as a human being, taking an account for what you want to be in the future and breaking that up into smaller steps with vision boards. We tackle self-talk and what I would call your I am statements. Listen, it is a great, powerful way to get yourself rocking and rolling. Go register right now at D-O-N-N-I-E-T-U-T-T-L-E.com. My morning routine consists of the following. And I'm going to just, since I'm, since I'm on the hot seat, I'm going to my glance over at my phone to make sure I'm keeping the list because I do keep it on my phone. It's a list. <laughs> I meditate, okay? I use uh, the, a meditation application on my phone to meditate for anywhere from two to 10 minutes. After that, I have a list of affirmations that I repeat out loud to myself. And this, these affirmations are constantly changing but as, as I evolve as a person, as, as I change, but I have a list of affirmations currently, there are 11 of them. And then I go on to write down 10 things that I'm grateful for. Mm. I cannot overemphasize enough how critical gratitude is to mindset, okay? So I think it was Marcus Aurelius who said, gratitude is not... Um, it's not the chief virtue, it's the source of all virtues, or something along those lines, wherein he's asserting that having a mindset of gratitude, having a, a heart of gratitude, is going to allow you to excel in other areas. Mm. And, you know, I found that on days that I just kind of skip my gratitude routine, I'm just like, it, I, I have a lot more difficulty getting through the day with a positive mindset. Mm. What this gratitude does for me, and it only takes two to two to five minutes, is I just write down this list, and immediately I'm seeing the good that is happening in the day. I'm not focusing on the negative. I'm I'm primed to see the positive, and I'm not looking at the gap, what I don't have. I'm looking at what I do have, the amazing blessings and privileges and opportunities, the amazing things that are happening in my life. And so, if I had to just to distill my morning routine to one thing, it would be sitting in gratitude for just mm. a couple minutes. But I have more. There's more to the morning routine. After my gratitude exercise, and I keep that in a journal, I just write it down, I read my purposes, okay? And I have a list of purposes for each area of my life as a parent, as a husband, et cetera, and I just read those purposes. And then I spend some minutes in the visualization exercise. 
And then after that, now we're getting down to the tactics of productivity, which I have what I call intentions for the day. Mm. Intentions is just a, um, it's a more um, opaque way of saying my to-do list. I call mm. them my intentions to sort mm -hmm. of put it on a level up. And then I look through those intentions and I say, okay, what absolutely needs to get done today? And I do that thing first to quote Mark Twain, eat that frog. Mm -hmm. And doing the most unpleasant or the most onerous task first helps you. It, it supercharges your day, basically. You got that done, you could get anything done. So taking the most, the biggest and the most ferocious task and just nailing that primes me for supercharging the rest of my day and nailing more things off that to-do list. I love that. Daniel, talk to me like intentions versus a to-do. Like there, there's, there's a fork there, mm -hmm. right? Why, why, why intentions versus to-dos? I, I think the words that we use to describe things helps us characterize and think about those things in a certain way. Mm -hmm. So if I call something a to-do list, I'm going to treat it as just another thing that needs to get done. Something that I can put my pencil through on a piece of paper, just like boop, done. But if I call it my intention, and this is maybe a little gimmicky, but it elevates it in my mind to something that is actually value. It's loaded with value. It's loaded with purpose. It's loaded with something that is going to bring uh, more meaning to my day. So I simply call it an intention mm. to elevate it in my own mind. I love it. It's interesting because I know that um, this is like psychologically, right? When we see something as a burden or something that we have to do, somehow we, we register that as something that takes energy, it takes more effort, and it often causes procrastination, yes, yes, right? So, so like our, our to-do list actually becomes a to-don't list, <laughs> it becomes a delay list, and being able to turn it into something, or whether you're saying it's my, my intention, I, I use that, that word as well. Some people say my get-to-dos, like these are the things I get to do or I want to do. But um, it, it also changes our sense of efficacy and being able to say, this is what I'm choosing with my life today versus these are the things I have to do. Exactly. exactly. Right. And it changes. And, and I have one of my favorite guys, and he's probably quoting someone else, but he, says, he tells me all the time, Donnie, good years are made up out of good months. And good months come from good weeks and good weeks come from good days. And it's like, it's about winning the moment. Yes. Um, that's, that's how we put these things together. And, and as, as when I work with whatever executives around the world, literally it's, it's what you just now, what you said, it's that, it's that intention. It's being able to take that and say, I own this yeah. and I want to own this. This isn't like forced upon me. That's powerful. Outstanding. That's good. Talk to me, talk to me, Daniel about I, I've noticed some, some like just as I like I follow your wife as well and there there are causes and there there is compassion talk to me about some of the causes that that push and drive the Threlfall family sure it's where where to begin I'm when when we in a discussion of causes there's always things that can that can create polarization Mm -hmm. So many causes in our culture are tied to certain um, ideologies, which are owned by certain political groups. And I want to get away from that um, because that's, that's, that tends to divisiveness rather than unity. Um, but some of the causes that are near and dear to my heart are racial reconciliation. And mm. I, I say that because 
in my country and specifically in my area of the country in which I live, yeah. I, I see this every day and I see it as a, as a challenge that it's time to overcome. And despite, you know, you can call uh, what has happened in the past 50, 60, 70 years progress, but at the same time, there is so much more progress that needs to be made and that can be made. I also have an intense um, interest uh, in protecting children Mm. and particularly um, those who are part of immigrant groups. And um, so that's where, you know, a lot of my charity money is given to is to help organizations that are committed to protecting families, helping families stay together and uh, particularly immigrant families. Mm. That's phenomenal, man. Yeah. I, I love and, and the, um, and you're not afraid to, um, you know, to declare what you believe regardless of what, like it's, I feel like these the massive political groups are trying, they, they try to own certain, um, just narratives. It's like, yes. it's like, it's, yes. good so way we, of putting can, it. we can, we can codify you as this or that it's good or it's bad. It's your, your red or your blue or your like, whatever it is, there's this binary thing that they try to create. But what I see when I, when I look at your adventure as someone that's deciding for themselves, like, no, this is what we believe. This is how we're doing it. doesn't matter which affiliation doesn't matter who it, who it offends. We're doing good the way that yes. we, the way that we see how to do that, man. So I, I've so got to commend you on that. Talk to me about, I, 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 as a father, like when you, like you, you, you mentioned these, um, these purpose statements, like I, I have purpose statements. I help people come up with purpose statements, but I love that you said that you read daily your, what do you call them? Your read, I read my purposes. So pay, like as a parent, as a, as a husband, where, where did you get, did you just come up with that? Is that something that it, like, is there a resource that you can share that would, that could inspire or spark? Or is that just like an invention of you and you need to write this book so that we can all read it? <laughs> Someday I'd love to write a book, but I don't think I'm there yet. And I appreciate your um, drawing that out. I don't have all the answers to your great questions. And in terms of the purposes that I've come up with, I just extracted them, right? Maybe it's because of the introspection that sort of fueled that. Maybe it's the fact that I've just spent too long gazing at my navel, but at the end of the day, I was able to come up with some things that sort of guided me and uh, that's it. So, and I have, uh, I have these purposes, right? And that sounds so noble and so etched in stone on, in Romanesque font, but the, the fact is these purposes are amorphous. They're changing, right? I might not like the wording of one of them on Tuesday morning. So on Wednesday afternoon, I'm, I'm scratching that word out, replacing it with a different word or phrase. And I think that's actually okay. I think it needs to be refined over time. Uh, so I have, I have a list of purposes and there are five of them. I have my vocational purpose, um, which you use the, the term occupation and sort of denigrated that in the past. So I call it a vocation. It's my job. Okay. I have a marriage purpose. That's my most critical human relationship. I have my parental purpose, which is another very important uh, human relationship. I have my spiritual purpose and I have my personal purpose. And I keep these things close to the vest. They're mine, they're personal, and I don't tell other people necessarily mm. um, because I just want to kind of keep those as things that are integral to my personal being. I love it. And, and by the way, the editing, the ability to edit. I think, I think Daniel, like, 
one of the things I've seen where, where it stops us sometimes from doing, you know, from, from choosing purpose. It's just like, um, you know, an 18 year old person saying, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. I have to choose this. And now I'm, I'm there forever. Ah, you know, like it's, it's, it's this idea that you are, you are like, this is eternity for you. And the reality is, is that, you know, sometimes it's actually just a looking point, right? There was, there was a, a mountain. We, one of the first ones we climbed as a, as a couple, my wife and I, um, tumble down mountain in Maine and we get to the top of the mountain. We're like, wow, that was really cool. We went through some cool stuff, but, um, I, I expected more. And then we looked up and there was this, uh, it was just like, we got to the vantage point to get to the real, you know, to the real one. So sometimes we, we have this, 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 uh, we begin to create in what we think we're creating isn't like the ending point. It's actually more like a launching point or a vantage point to where we can see what that is. So there's, there's no, it's not like you have to have some finished product. We should, we have the ability to edit. And I just see a lot of people not starting hmm. because of fear of having to make this thing perfect and polished and all of that stuff. So thank that you for that, really good. that advice. That is really, that's strong. Um, Daniel, what, what difficulties have you faced like that have, that have stood in, in your face that have said, and you get as specific or as general as you want, but it's like when we choose to, to live a certain way, the rest of the crowd, like they want to pull us back into where they're at because they don't understand. And sometimes it's the crowds and sometimes it's just, it's just literal things or it's political or it's what there's so many things that we, that we can face in, in, in responding to our venture. What have been some of your most difficult? So my, my most difficult, there, there are two that, that kind of raise their, uh, their, that signal awareness to me as being very, very difficult times. And the first happened about a decade ago um, that put me on a journey of continual learning, discovery, and change. And that was being um, forcibly ejected from um, a, a cult-like religious group. And when that happened, um, it, it destroyed every shred of confidence that I ever had in myself, in my purpose, and in my identity. It removed from my life all the community that I'd spent my entire life building. Mm. It fractured relationships to the extent that I could not see or be in contact with that person without experiencing really deleterious psychological um, effects. Mm. Um, even the geographical presence of that place where it all went down uh, was very triggering to me. And uh, it was a traumatic event, very traumatic. <sighs> um, and, and there are still things that I'm trying to live down and, and heal from. Healing is a process, but that happened and that, that created immense difficulty. Prior to that moment in my life, I was on a certain trajectory uh, where my occupation, my vocation, my calling, my um, lifelong pursuit was going to be one thing and that shifted. Everything changed in a single mm. meeting. And uh, that put me into the, um, into the path that I'm, that I'm on now, which has been extremely fulfilling and very gratifying, but in the, in the process, there was a lot, of, a lot of challenge, a lot of difficulty. That was the most difficult moment, losing my community and losing everything that I thought I had. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, I look back on that and I see the benefits that have rolled out and the way that that has served as a pivot point in my life to produce change for the good. Mm -hmm. 
Um, another moment, and this is one where I'll uh, just, I'll forego providing details, but I was put in a position um, to, to help somebody, right, in a significant way to save their life. And in that circumstance, uh, it came at significant personal loss, financially, primarily, um, but also in terms of what we were doing with our lives at that time, which was on a journey around the world, uh, living out some of our core values. The people that I thought were going to come alongside and support me in that time did the opposite. Mm. And that was very, very hurtful uh, to, to me personally and to my family as well. Uh, and that served as another turning point to realize, okay, who are the people that we can depend on? Who is our community? What relationships should we invest in because they invest in us? Who truly cares about us? And where and how do we cultivate that community? Another mm. turning point, another painful moment. Um, and, you know, I referenced earlier, Donnie, the fact that it's those challenges that allow us to grow. And we're stronger as a result of those challenges. Although that doesn't, um, that doesn't mean that we should pursue challenge and difficulty as we did, but it means that we can look back and see some good from it. Mm. That is so beautifully put. Daniel, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I'm going to pivot from that and I'm just, I'm going to go into the place, man, you, you've, you've been in some battles. You've got the scars to prove it right now. You're on the other side and, and you're talking to people again. Maybe they're living in the place of the gray, you know, the place where they need to turn on the color and, and, and be able to see, and they want to, they want some of the things that, that they've seen in your life. They don't, they're not aware of the struggle that it took to get there, but what is it that you would, would advise to others? So again, like, I mean, I'm just I, like, I'm, I'm the guy that you saw yesterday down the street somewhere in South Carolina. And the guy says to you, Daniel, I want to live a life. You know, like when you said, um, adventure, curiosity and compassion, I want to move towards that. Like what's my, how do I, what do I do? What's the first step, man? What would you say? Sure. You know, Instagram can be a highlight reel and it's cliche to say that you look at somebody's Instagram figure like, wow, they live a charmed life. But when you pull back the layers and you have conversations and when you go deep and you go fast into that depth, you realize those are just pixels that represent what they want us to see. Yes. There is so much more to that. And somebody who's like, wow, your Instagram is really cool. You must live the most amazing life ever. And I'm like, let me tell you a story, right? And it sort of strips <laughs> that down. I was like, okay, I see. I understand. That being said, I, I think for me, what is what has been integral to my growth and evolution and not having figured it out is that I've just sort of connected with who I am as a person. And I appreciate that. And I can just, I can identify, okay, this is me and I'm going to live in harmony with who I am, not attempting to, to, um, to, to simply appreciate that as a first step. And so to sum it up, I'd say like, look inside, who are you? know thyself. Mm. When you know yourself, you can live, you can live more integrated with who yourself is. And so you mentioned the values. Those are some of my values. Those are three out of 11 values that I look at every day. And as I look at those and as, as I absorb those more, I'm simply going to live in alignment with those as best I can. I love that, man. I, I love, I love the, that word alignment, right? When we take what's inside 
And when we align it with what's on the outside, it releases something. I, th- I think, I think that's the, the answers that a lot of us are seeking um, is that Daniel align me. Tell me, tell me who are the people that you like to connect with? Who would, who would you like to connect with? Someone who's listening to this, what are the kind of people you like to be in alignment with and connection with um, personally and professionally? Yeah. I, I, I like to align with people who are also curious, who want to get to a conversational level that is beyond the weather and the headlines and the news. And somebody who kind of has, has experienced a little bit of these insights into their, their personhood, who they are. And that's the kind of person that I, that I really feel like is, is helpful in connecting with. And the fact is, all of us, to some degree, have that interest, have that curiosity. And as we get into conversations with people, we're just like, let's, let's go a step deeper, man, okay? Let's, let's not talk about how hot it is this summer. Let's talk about what it is that gets you up in the morning. Mm-hmm. And if there's nothing there that gets you up in the morning, let's talk about why, you know? Just understanding people. I, I am fascinated. I am fascinated, Donnie, by people. What makes them tick, what keeps them going, and what's, how they think. I love it, man. Well, I am, uh, we're, we're going to wrap it up, Daniel, at this point, and I'm going to, I'm going to give you, um, you know, an opportunity just to share any, any last words, thoughts, or how to get in touch with you. But, um, man, I'm, I'm taking this guys. I want to encourage you if you're not comfortable in your own skin, right? Let's like find a way. And if, and if you're not find out why, like this is, this isn't normal. Um, it might be average because it's what we see, but it's, it's not, it's not normal. It's not supposed to be normal. And Daniel, I thank you for um, challenging that expectation. Again, the expectation of waking up uh, and and turning off a box and we look at a box, we roll out of our box to get into a box, to go to a box. Like we have this box life of everything that's just all self-contained. And what I see you doing is just like scribbling all over the lines and going where you want. And it's, and it's not always perfect, but it's intentional. And, and I love, uh, I love the places where you were willing to go specific, but also the places where you weren't. And I think that's, um, that's indicative of, of just, again, the, the comfort of where you're at with, within your skin. Thank you so much, Donnie. It was an absolute privilege to share this conversation with you. Thank you so much. <laughs>